0: Next thing I know, I wake up at the hospital, and the first thing I see is a very attractive, uh, either physician's assistant or doctor, I don't know, but she was really fine. And behind her was, you know, another medical person, a guy, also very attractive. And this was 2006. (laughs) This was 2006, and uh, Grey's Anatomy was really big. (laughs) And all I could think to myself was, are these two fucking? (laughs) It's literally the first thought that came to my head. So I verbalized it because I'm still I'm still drunk. And I said to them, do you guys get as much action as they do on Grey's Anatomy?
1: Welcome to The Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, John Bear Flannery.
2: And I'm C.J. Sullivan. Each week here on The Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this week is one of your favorites, Sean, and that is uh, drunk walking. Drunk walking. We just heard the
1: Australian government's PSA mm-hmm. on it, which they call yep. drink walking down under, drink which walking, I also like. Drunk
2: love. walkers, late night walkers. Drink walkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's scarier than zombies are these living <laughs> yeah, dead drunk walkers. It does walkers. sound like
1: some sort of Game of Thrones threat, you know, that mm-hmm. like they're taking over. They've already invaded, uh, you know, Australia.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but it is. It's uh, what we're going to talk about in the podcast today. And we have a hilarious story from uh, one of our favorite comics, Hami Deloyne, And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about how surprisingly dangerous it is to yes. walk drunk. A lot of people don't un- realize that.
2: It's not un- it doesn't get the hype yes. that drunk driving gets, you know. Yep. As you as we like as we'll point out today, we're we'll going to point out to the science of it, but there's real dangers of it it's actually more da- statistically it's more dangerous, isn't it, drunk It's walking.
1: more dangerous statistically and we'll get into all that, yeah, but we'll and I wonder that. I wonder though if it's going to be one of those dangers that our generation didn't know that mm-hmm. like the next generation, cause you know how like you, you they, like my grandpa claimed, and I don't know how true this is, yeah, but he claimed that in, uh, the 1920s in Cleveland, Ohio, like a valid excuse for getting out of a speeding ticket was saying you were too drunk to, to like read the sign. <laughs> <laughs> and the officers would be like, Oh, well, on your way, I thought you were being yeah. an asshole, you know. Right?
2: No, I blew by it. I mean, who, who can interpret that? It's all blurry from here, officer. <laughs> I, feel <laughs> like prog- hit, yeah, I feel like people got hit. Yeah, I feel people did get hit a lot more, but you wouldn't die anymore because cars didn't go as fast, you know. yeah, like cars do go nowadays. Like, I remember, um. When we were in Ireland together, on that big Irish mm-hmm. trip, I had a pretty, was, and I think that's also the thing with drunk walking too, because you're drunk, you know, you're not, you're not assessing the danger that you're in when you're walking through things, you know, and, uh, <laughs> um, I remember was in Ireland. We were walking from. We were walking from, like, the, the pub that we would always start our day off to, I think, to, to go to the bus McAlears. station. McAleer's. Yes, the McAleer's. Yes. I, mean, they, they, they walking, I remember this, yeah. We were walking to the bus station to go to Belfast or whatever. Yep. That day. And then uh, just walking there, is a, is, you had to walk through, like, kind of a road there. And, like, I was just about to step on, and Nolan's sitting back, like, hey, watch out. Like, a ca- you know, it's just a casual, hey, watch out. And my foot was, like, dangling over the curb. Yeah. Like a cartoon. And a car came whipping by, like, at <laughs> 70. And almost, like, I felt the brush of it. And if he, Nolan didn't say anything, I would have stepped right in front and they weren't moving and he could tell they weren't moving and then you have that feeling too when you're drunk like oh okay that, well that that, that could have went a different way like that could have <laughs> i could have just died right there like yeah, yeah 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 you almost died right there well that that guy that didn't happen to you know to to the to the pup. you know and he kind of blow it off like you know that it, huh, yeah well wow, how was that <laughs> it's just yeah, like amazing nobody, yeah right Like you just
1: saw a horse run by or something like that. It's (laughs) got to be one of the leading causes of death, the tourists in London or uh, Ireland, because they're driving on the other side of the road. All the curves are blind. There isn't a straight road in that Mm -hmm. whole country. They're all blind curves. Right. Um, I remember in Dublin. I don't know if you recall this. It's like um, they knew how to, like, deal with drunks a little at a a higher scale. And at certain intersections on the ground, you would look. And painted, it would just say "Look to your left before walking." <laughs> just like right. warning drunks. Yeah, so like I absolutely. know, I know you don't understand the traffic rules. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you where to look. And there were these painted warnings to look to your left. And
2: a lot of it, and here it's a lot of people crossing dangerous streets. Obviously, that's that's always a huge thing. Dangerous streets. Mm-hmm. I was literally uh, two nights ago. We're outside of. Um, where it's on Sunset, and this, like, this, is, this is like this late night restaurant where there's a line for it. We're outside, so you can see people coming in. Um, not too big of a line, but it's like one of the only places around where you could go somewhere late night, you know. And it was like me and Nick Vatter and Brady and we were eating, and uh, we were waiting online line, and then. <laughs> These trunks come from another, like this Chinese restaurant or whatever, and they're crossing the street. Their cars parked across the street. There's like four of them staggering. It's is Sunset Boulevard, pretty busy, pretty pretty big, yeah. busy street, you know. And they cr- and you cross it, and they and, they're, and they start doing a circle, like they're staggering <gasps> around, and everyone's watching, like Jesus, this is, you know, this looks a little risky, you know, like are they drunk? Like oh, they got to be drunk, and they're drunk, and like they each like are so distracted. There's like, a strip club across the street. Like, oh, let's go. Th- I, want- I thought we were going over here, and then one guy sees the restaurant. Oh, I love this restaurant they're, they're doing circles and backtracking <laughs> making drunk decisions but all like in lanes and cars are driving around yeah. them like flying lanes yeah. and it's like okay well like there's like these like uh, you know fragile endangered they're like moose in canada just walking
1: wherever they want to yeah. walk they're walking you know?
2: wherever they go wherever their eyes lead them to and cars are <laughs> flying around them we're like I, I don't do they and we're like do they know how close they are to being fucking clipped right now and they don't and that's why i mean that's why, no. you, have to, that's why you have to be drunk
1: yeah, it's it's interesting, and, and um, you know, you see it. It's it's kind of like a way that you don't. No drunk wants to die that way, you know. Sure. Like, there's always like a story in like Wisconsin where somebody tries to like walk home in like frigid, tr- chilling weather and just like uh-huh. dies on the on the uh, the side of the road, and it's got to be like, <laughs> just, what do you talk about at the funeral? when you die on Sunset Boulevard,
2: leaving a Chinese place. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know?
1: Well, he, died, he died doing what he loves. I
2: know? actually, uh, I actually, that's funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> tragically, a guy I went to high school with, I was kind of, you know, I know, well, I knew, uh, he was a year above me, but um, I still kept in touch with him. He died recently, crossing a highway, and, uh, Initially, like you know, we all know I was like, what, people yeah. would ask, was he, "Was he drunk? Like, what do you think?" Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Listen, like, that when Dwayne Haskins
1: died, a yeah, professional quarterback, right? He got run over by an by a pickup truck yeah. or, or a garbage truck. And though, like, do you think he was drunk? What do you think? Yeah, he's yeah. a what professional the, athlete walking right. on a Florida highway.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what was the last time you crossed a highway on foot to get to a liquor store <laughs> <laughs> when you were sober? <laughs> yes, he was drunk. <laughs> Ha <laughs> Oh man! So anyway, right, so, so we're, yeah, we're, we're talking about uh, we're, yeah. those drunks, and I, and I'm not saying I'm we're not even, I'm not even here. We're not even casting judgment on this because I always say you know every good walk needs a little sense of adventure to it. So you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you know I mean to make it fun. You can't just know where you're going, where you're walking. It has yeah. to have a little. Oh, let's try. Otherwise, this route. we would
1: just go up and down a stairmaster. Exactly. You know, there's got to be an element. There's got to yeah. be an element of danger.
2: There has to be an element of danger, adventure. Let's see, let's see where this road takes us. Kind yeah. of a situation, and. Uh, uh, alcohol immediately provides that even if you know you're out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why i can't walk. be
1: doing more than 15 miles an hour <laughs> you know like you're so, you're so bad at estimating speeds when you're drunk right. <laughs> i feel like all drunks yeah. who get hit on a the highway their final words are that's, a, that's, that's miles away, <laughs> like right before they get <laughs> you're it. You're right. It,
2: you, know. It, you know what it is? You, you get the distance right at first, but then it comes up on you quick because you're not moving. Like, you're just, you, get, stare, you yeah. get enamored by the show, and you're like, oh, well, that is coming quick, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? There, is, there are studies on this. This is unrelated, to, and then we'll get into Hami's story yeah. here. But they did a story where raccoons, if you ever notice it, like, you never see dead raccoons on a road in the city. Right, and it's because raccoons who grow up in the city learn to estimate the speed of cars really accurately, yes. so they don't get hit. By, but 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 country what, raccoons, they're like like us, drunk. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: they're like, oh well, that thing's a million miles away. That's nothing to worry about, you know. And they just right. walk out right in front of it, and it kills them.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> We're drunk as a country raccoon is a good phrase I want <laughs> That's to start a great with. Phrase. Yeah. Drunk <laughs> as a country raccoon. <laughs> I definitely wanna start it, Anyway, without further brew, let's go out to one night that got away from uh, <laughs> from Hobby de Leon at the old funky Buddha Lounge. So without further brew, here's
0: Hobby de Leon <clears throat> Woo! Thank you, thank you. I have had sex with someone over forty <laughs> <She>? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, honestly, I, I may not look it, but I just turned 40 a few weeks ago.
3: Awesome.
0: Um, I'm, I'm I'm really grateful to be able to join you guys tonight, um, be here on stage, because just a couple of weeks ago I had emergency surgery to uh, remove my appendix. And everything went fine, it it was good. Uh, Doctors and nurses did a great job. Uh, So nobody told me that uh, this general area was gonna be shaved. And and I got upset because they chopped off like the top half of my pubic hair. So now my penis looks like a Franciscan monk. Very unattractive. Anyways, my first story, in 2006, uh, as Sean as, uh, mentioned, I was working for a, a nonprofit organization, and every year we would have an annual fundraiser, basically a big party with an open bar. And at that point in my life, I had not yet mastered the art of open bar self-control. <laughs> I didn't have open bar etiquette down yet. I, I basically approached an open bar the way a horny 16-year-old approaches his girlfriend in the back of his parents' car, you know? I wanted it fast, and I wanted it all. (laughs) This event started at six o'clock, so it was just the beginning of the evening. Uh, So after the party was over, uh, you know, double-digit drinks, mixed beer, just a lot, a lot, a lot of drinks. Uh, we all went to a place, I'm not even sure if it's still open uh, now, called the uh, Buddha Lounge. And uh, if you had ever been there, it's around Halstead and Grand. There's like fucking six or eight corners there. It's, it get really confusing, you know? So, uh, you know, we were there. We were having a great time had several more drinks uh it's about eight makers mark a couple of Amstel lights um but i had still not had enough and so i found my friend sammy and i said sam let's go smoke some weed top the night top the night off you know what i'm saying um which basically you know Anyways, it was a bad idea, right? Like, it, like you don't want to smoke weed after you've had like 20 drinks, because for me, at least, it results in this. So I found him, he was like, I'm down, let's do this, right? So I'm like, okay, I just, you know, I, I can't drive. He's like, no problem, you know, I got a ride here, I'll drive your, your truck. I'm like, cool, let's go. So this was like a November night, and, uh Soon as we walk out of Funkaboodle Lounge, like the cold air hits me. And then like, all of a sudden I'm like even more woozy, right? And, and I, I, just, I just can't remember where I parked my truck. I knew it was around one of these six or eight corners. <laughs> and, and, but you know, we tried, we tried. We went to almost every damn corner. <laughs> And uh, no success. We literally looked for my truck for about 40 minutes. And just as I was ready to give up, um, you know, we're standing on the corner, and he's like, "Fucking it, Jaime. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll call a cab or, or, you know, cause I made the call for the weed already, so we need, we need to go get our weed. And he got on the phone and I'm trying to think, you know, I'm like, concentrate, concentrate, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then I was like, okay, maybe uh, maybe one of my other friends uh, can drive us. I'll invite him to go smoke with us. So I, I started uh, getting on the phone to a, a friend of mine who was also named Hyman, and I dialed, I dialed his number on my, my cell phone, and as his phone is ringing, it just came to me, you know, like lightning. Like I just, all of a sudden, like the lights turned on, I remembered exactly where my truck was, right? And I got so excited that I was like, Sam, I know where my truck is, come on, let's go. And I just darted out into the street. Uh-oh. Right? Slow motion. I'm doing slow motion for you guys. The climax of the story. And he's like, Hyman, wait, stop. Wait. And and I'm in the middle of the street. I turn around to see what he wants, you know, in slow motion. And then as I'm turning around, I see this giant black SUV, (laughs) basically almost on top of me. And uh, the next thing is, uh, uh, well, fade to black.
3: <laughs>
0: not that not that I blacked out, but if this was a film, that's how I would cut it. it, it I, would, I would fade to black and then cut. I'm lying on my back on the pavement. It hit me, knocked me to the ground. I'm down, I'm down, down for the count, right? And then... Um, Truck stops, my friend Sam runs onto the street. All these people start to gather. Sam's like, stay back, it's okay. I work at Cook County Trauma Department. (laughs) And I'm lying there thinking to myself, you're a fucking counselor (laughs) at the Cook County Trauma Department. That his job was to counsel guys who had just been through a uh something traumatic uh 90 of them had just been shot so his, his his job was to talk to guys who had just been shot at trauma right matter of fact his t-shirt from his division was cook county trauma did they get the bullet out that was the mantra of his department Why? Because that was the first thing he would say to his patients when he walked into their room. like, what's up, bro? Did they get the bullet out? I had not been shot, right? And I didn't really need any counseling, so in essence, his uh, expertise was really of no value to me. Uh, However, it did keep the crowd away. And then um, the woman that was driving the truck, I remember her jumping out and be like, oh my God, I didn't see him. He just jumped out of the street. Oh my God, oh my God, it feels so bad. It wasn't my fault, I didn't see him. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so as I was lying there, I was thinking to myself, uh, this, this was not the first time I had been in this type of accident. and <laughs> So, you know, my pattern is to convince myself that it's not that serious. It's not that bad, it's not that bad, it's not that bad, it's not that bad, bad, right? Especially because I was cool, like I was not thriving in pain or anything. Um, Ambulance finally got there, and I told myself if I could fucking get myself up and walk myself inside of the ambulance, it's not that bad, and I did. I got up, walked myself into the ambulance, Right? Knocked out. (laughs)
3: Knocked
0: the fuck out. Um, Obviously, the strength was, you know, alcohol infused, which I did not realize at the time. Anyways, next thing I know, I wake up at the hospital, and the first thing I see is a very attractive uh, either physician's assistant or doctor, I don't know, but she was really fine, and behind her, was, you know, another medical person, a guy, also very attractive. And this was 2006. This was 2006 and uh, Grey's Anatomy was really big. And all I could think to myself was, are these two fucking? It's literally the first thought that came to my head. So I verbalized it because I'm still, I'm still drunk. And I said to them, and they, every, by the way, everything I'm telling you is completely 100% true. I said to them, uh, do you guys get as much action as they do on Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> and I had coworkers there, they're cranking up and these two medical people just look at me and they're like, fucking drunk bastard, right? Like they, they, didn't, they didn't appreciate the humor in the question. Anyways, as I turn and I see my, my coworkers I noticed Sam is not there. I'm like, what the fuck? My man, who had my back when this shit went down, isn't even here anymore. I'm like, what happened to Sam? And my coworker Katya, she's like, you went to smoke some weed. <laughs> A part of me respected the fact that the mission to smoke weed, continued and the fact that his boy who had just gotten fucking run over by an SUV did not deter him from smoking weed. However, to his credit, after he smoked weed, he was the guy that came and got me at the hospital. And so he took me home and uh, I spent about uh, a week and a half on my couch on Vicodin and weed which is an awesome fucking combination and that's my uh one of many uh drunken got runned over story after my fundraiser thank you very much thank you very much
1: And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. That was a hilarious Hami Deloyne, who is here with us right now, uh, a fan favorite, regular at the show. He always smiles when I say his name because I get it wrong. I think you've told me I've mispronounced your name uniquely and every well, time we've I, ever I, had a conversation. I, I, real
2: quick, it's, it's one of the reasons why I wanted you to bring us in here, Sean. I wanted to see <laughs> how, how you set it up for a tea. Let's see how he pronounces the name this time. It's my favorite part of the show. It's every single
0: time, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: First of all, how how do you correctly pronounce your name, and then give us the top three ways Sean has mispronounced it. Amy de Leon. Okay, Amy de Leon, and how does Sean how does Sean
0: do it? Kimi, Hoimi, <laughs> Hines. <laughs> all right, just you name it, bro. Uh, yeah. the, my favorite way is the, is the way he says my last name. It just makes me think of pork tenderloins because he says the the loin. <laughs> <And> Deloines <laughs> <laughs> just delights, yes. With sweet <laughs> potatoes and mm. I believe you.
2: Sounds sounds good to me. Well, anyway, that was a hilarious story of drunk walking at the old. Fu- I just like hearing about the old Funky Buddha Lounge. That probably me back memories for sure. Did you go there a lot? See, uh, Dirty MF, the rapper back then, he used to hang out there on Sunday nights. Oh, really? That place was wild. Yeah. yeah. That might be even predating your day. Now,
1: now you were there the night you uh, got hit by the car. You were at an open bar. Like, wasn't it like a charity event or some some sort of like weird get together? It
0: was uh, the organization I worked for. It was my place of employment was having their annual gala. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was, uh, you know, the organization was getting a little big so we could afford an open bar.
2: Yeah, that's what I love about Chicago charities in general. They all entail getting absolutely hammered for a cause. Right. You know, just getting <laughs> annihilated. Well, open barred for charity. And this is yours thing that you're hosting. that's, that's so We good. were at the
0: Newberry Library right there in, like, uh, what do they call that area? Viagra Biang- Triangle. There's a yeah. big fancy mm-hmm. uh, library there. So, yeah, you know, we, we, we partied hard and elegantly.
2: Then you got outside, and then you explained that intersection very well. It's very confusing. It's a g- typical Chicago intersection there. That's Grand North Halstead, and, a- and Clybourne sneaks in there somehow. Yeah. Just like there's a train tra- there's tra- There's there's uh,
1: four layers of train tracks above and below you. Right. Very confusing.
2: <laughs> it, gets, it gets every way, and the street signs are no help. They're like you know the scarecrow pointing both different directions going on, and. Uh, so you were walking and talking on the phone when this happened.
0: I had just dialed um, a friend of mine's number, right? Um, and so I was waiting for you know it to pick up or go to voicemail, and that's that's mm-hmm. when I it, you know remembered where my where my yes. car was. Uh, but <laughs> but I had called you know the wrong guy by the same name. So,
2: ah, oh, well, that's a nice rank. Yeah, girl. they
0: they they're both they're both named Jaime, like me. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay. and they're both Jaime <laughs> Guzman, actually. <sighs> well, so I I, hardly <laughs> your mistake. You <laughs> right. can't be blamed right. for that. And one. yeah, remember I was really <laughs> drunk. Now <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How do you have them labeled in your phone? Is there like a physical characteristic you have them as a difference, like one with uh, you know, whatever the face tattoo or whatever.
0: What oh, one was bald, emoji guy.
2: There you go.
1: No. Now did, did um I can't remember if you talk about this in the story or not but was the whole crash and aftermath recorded as a voicemail to this friend?
0: Yes. Yes, but I I didn't know. <laughs> so, you know, basically because I had dialed his number as everything happened, it it went uh to his voicemail and the the, the entire <laughs> incident from probably beginning to much later after it ended got, got recorded yeah. uh got recorded on his voicemail <laughs> but you gotta remember guys this was like 23 years ago um right and so he he didn't bother checking in on me until like two weeks later because that was when he heard he heard <laughs> the voicemail he was like hey hi Mary are you all right i'm like um
2: yeah well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not really i gotta yeah what <laughs> fractured right. leg but uh, why why <laughs> how do you, you know why well what's going on and then he told me you know and I, I did uh,
2: you forgot you, you didn't even know you left that voice no now, I right? had no idea <laughs> that'd be amazing court evidence if you ever had to sue that guy <laughs> who hit you in a car like I submit the audio li- live enactment of it you know and it's just you going from happy friendly to getting hit by a car <laughs> yeah I, I only
0: got to listen to it once but I was like holy shit it's it like <laughs> It hit me how serious it was. Two <laughs> so <Right>. weeks later, <laughs> sure. Oh.
2: Wow, that sounds bad. Did that guy survive right. that? That's you. Right. Oh, Jesus. Right, right. Do you still have I that voice Is that is still all documented all... somewhere? That'd be great no, to have I wish I Oh did, yeah, to get man. that voicemail,
1: that would be great.
2: We'll have to get over it. Gotcha.
1: Um but I love how this is all a work of it. Like one of the things I love about Chicago is it just how normalized it is to get almost deadly drunk at work functions. And we just all do it and laugh sure. about it the next day. Yeah. What were your coworkers like? Were, uh, Like, like, was that the scuttlebug on Monday? Like, did you guys hear Hami almost died
0: at the employee Man. Christmas party? Oh, the whole damn neighborhood knew because, you know, we were a neighborhood organization. <laughs> so we worked with a lot of, mm. a lot of people in the community and they. Everywhere I, right. everywhere. This is your <laughs> life. Right. Like, and I lived in the neighborhood, so, you know, there there yeah. was no getting away from this.
2: <laughs> Literally, yeah. as your legs were uh, fractured, right. as, as you're in a hospital bed.
0: Yeah, you know, the one crutch I had to use when I got back was also
2: <laughs>
0: begging people to ask me questions. So
2: one of the favorite one of the favorite parts of gave stories when your friend you're you're where do your friends go and they went oh they went to go smoke weed like after you got hit like well we're not gonna not smoke weed that's why we came out here it's because we lost one soldier you know right
0: yeah no the, he's
2: not gonna abort the mission. I did
0: have two friends uh at the hospital when I woke up but they were not part of anything prior right. to that you know they were just uh, obviously my two female caring coworkers
2: <laughs> people that were concerned that's funny what, what was it that? like uh because you you went
1: into which hospital did you go to because some of those chicago hospitals you hear crazy stories when you get rolled in with all the drunk injuries just like how it's almost like a like an airport that's on fire or just weird languages chaos what was it like
0: i, I honestly i couldn't even tell you which hospital i went to right now all I remember was it was, like, oh, really? not far from, like, River North area. It might have been, um, I don't know, what ERs are up there. Does Northwestern have an ER in there? It was really, it was a nice hospital. It was a good one. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Lots of glass. And, uh...
2: and then did you eventually get your car, like, a week later, or your truck there, or whatever it was?
0: Yeah, I think one of my buddies went and, and uh, picked it up for me. After he looked for it for you know an additional two hours,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bunch of tickets.
1: That's a good friend though, because you don't want to add a toe to like
2: well, I was uh, say, the list. He probably had of, a bunch of yeah. tickets on there too, just to add on top of your hospital bill. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was an old uh, Isuzu Trooper. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Right. mean you're
1: like you've done a few stories at the Blackout Diaries. You've kind of been like a regular with us from day one, and like today we're kind of like talking about drunk walking, like and and how like dangerous it can be. And and you've had a few stories like like you do a lot of walking. You know, you live in the city. You also you told a story about uh, walking through Mexico, right? Like backpacking
0: through Mexico. You have a
1: drinking story about that as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I
0: did. I did five months backpacking trip with uh, my buddy. Through Mexico and parts of uh, Central America. yeah oh, that must have been gorgeous. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Lots
2: of that must be fun. Walking through there is great because it's amazing. The beautiful culture. Then you take the one wrong street and you keep going, and you get it turns quickly. It you can know? easily. And I realized, when I was in Mexico, the joke we had, like, the the, uh, the you could tell what neighborhood you're getting to by the animals that are in the street. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts off with, like, a dog, you know, and you're like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And there's a chicken. Like, okay, that's a little off-putting, you know, and then there's this other random farm animals, like, okay, we got to get out of here. That's okay. Like that's a beast a little... of burden. Like, yeah. You know, exactly. It's coming
0: through. You're like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah.
2: Like, that's not domesticated, that one at my, all. My,
0: my biggest red <laughs> flag has always been, like, once you just start seeing, like, if it's night, time way less lights just mm-hmm. head in the opposite direction like... <laughs> also if if you're like uh if you see or are around a, a store called Oxo which is kind of like their seven eleven
2: yes like you're mm-hmm. you know
0: you got somewhere to like at least hang out maybe make a pay call yeah that's know, legit buy,
2: Oak shows legit. That's a brand name. Like I believe you're not a front for anything. Exactly. (laughs) You know, they're so fucking. They got beer. Yeah. Exactly. They got everything you need there, and 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 I feel like there's a there's a corporation involved here. Exactly. Yes. Yes. They can
0: they can dial some sort of security from you know.
2: Mm hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some of those ones that just say pharmacy are written in by hand. Like, OK, I don't know who's <laughs> <That's> right, right. <laughs> whose house this is.
1: <laughs> For sure. Now, was there ever a time during your trip where you felt unsafe, whether it was the surra- like whether it was just like we're lost or if it was the people or we're too drunk to be doing this? Like how many times or did you feel, you know what, we managed this pretty
0: well. We, we, we got pretty lucky. The only time I ever felt unsafe was just, like, because I was worried, you know, I just made the wrong decision. Like, damn, maybe mm-hmm. nothing happened. I'm just like, maybe we just shouldn't have come here, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because whatever, there's less lights. Like I said, there's no OXO or, you know, uh, no, we're not exactly sure oh, yeah, where we're going. That happened a lot. We,
2: yeah, Mexico. Mexico doesn't trick you. It lets you know if you messed up or not. You know, it's not like they're not trying to say like, "Oh, we got you here." Like, no, you you shouldn't have been here, and you know that. Now it's now we have no choice. Yeah,
0: we 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 didn't even have a Lonely Planet guidebook. Like, we mm-hmm. we were just like stopping internet cafes to figure our way. Like, where where are we going next? <laughs> well, how are we going to get there? Right. How much is it going to cost? Like, I think I did end up <laughs> finally like. Ganking a lonely planet from a hostile, just like we're we need one of these Fucking books. Like, <laughs> 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 <We> survives.
2: <laughs> so, if you're backpacking, did you come across other travelers going on? That must have been fun. Oh,
0: yeah, sure, man. Oh, from all over, lo- I, I, I really came away from that trip believing that like people from everywhere else around the world appreciate Mexico in a way m- that Americans don't. You know, Americans go to Cancun yeah. and like Puerto Vallarta. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were traveling with like Israelis who were in the most random little town in Mexico because mm-hmm. it had this one historical, you know, sort of n- notable characteristic about it or a beautiful church or whatever. So, yeah, we, we hung out with all kinds of people. Um, we even jumped in a van I with these folks who were like giving backpackers rides in their van and going different places.
1: That's awesome. I once uh, overheard in my break room at a past job. I think the most American quote I have ever heard. And this lady, uh, she had just gotten back from some trip to Mexico and she was complaining and, and she had a very touristy kind of experience. And she goes, you know, and I just I don't like the people and the other coworker. I don't know either of these people. The other coworker goes, oh, they act like they own the place down there. And I thought that was like the most American thing I've ever like acting like you own the country <laughs> that you are a right. citizen
0: in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate.
2: <laughs> like calling them for calling them foreigners on their own homeland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a very American thing to do.
1: <laughs>
3: was- well, Hami, you're,
1: uh, you're always uh, on the blackout diaries. You're uh, regular there. We need to get you back there. You haven't been there in a few months. Um, Tell our listeners how they can follow more of your career. You run an amazing show in Pilsen uh, that I love. Tell them a little bit about that. And anything else you want
0: to plug, please? Yeah, we do a show at Simone's Bar in Pilsen, 18th Street in Morgan, every third Wednesday of the month called Pilsen Stand-Up. Man, we entered our eighth year this year. Uh, Actually started it at a different bar in Pilsen, uh, Martin's Corner Bar. You were there, weren't you, Sean? To, to yes yeah Martin's. that was a great
1: bar too I, I mean simone's is a maybe a little i don't know fancier is the right word but um both of them are great bars yeah
0: <laughs> so uh so yeah i do that show and then just perform wherever else people will have me um and i you know really proud of Pilsen stand because there's just not much once you go south of madison you know it's just uh yeah. few few things that happening regularly or that have been happening for a long time um and then, uh, yeah, I like to say stuff on social media sometimes. Yeah, plug your socials, please. Uh, Lion's Lens. Where should people follow you? Lion's Lens on Instagram with a Z. And then just Jaime mm-hmm. de Leon Facebook and uh, De Leon Jaime with no E after the D. So it's D L E O N Jaime um, is my Twitter handle.
2: I like it. No Z on the lines and no E after the D.
0: <laughs> right.
1: He's also uh <laughs> Hami's also a great a great follower if you live in the Chicago land area and you want to get good advice on food. Yes. You, I feel like you're always repping Chicago Mexican food and how it's underrated at a national level, which I agree with. I don't know it as well as you, but um you're always posting like great suggestions. Yeah.
0: Definitely. That's exactly how I describe what I what I you know like to uh communicate to folks about just the immense variety and just quality of Mexican food in Chicago. but I, And I, you know, I've had California, Texas. I mean, even places in Mexico, it's like, eh, my neighbor. <laughs>
2: they don't do it. They don't do it right well, down there, I found thing. out, just like that. They think they, own, they think they own the place and they think they have exclusive rights to Mexican food. Right, right. <laughs> That's a now. That's a typical Chicago way. You don't <laughs> do it like Chicago,
0: <laughs> pretty much. But uh, yeah, 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 I, I, I also uh, love to, uh, uh I'm actually working on a project where I'm, I'm gonna uh, visit some of these places that uh, I think people should know about because I'm so tired of like the, um, you know, the 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 box of best of or top ten or number. Like, there's just some places that I have a great story. And maybe do like one or two things really good. And that's good. Like you should go for that one or two things they do really good. Mm -hmm. Plus also their family has a great story about their, you know, place of business or whatever. So for sure, man. Totally. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that project.
1: And uh, we hope it comes out soon. Because, yeah, I I love uh, reading all the stuff you post about uh, the different Chicago places. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, good luck with this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Thanks for joining us. All right.
2: All right, we're back in the blackout diaries. That was hilarious. Mohamed Leon with the- <laughs> yeah, <and> some <laughs> some good drunk walking stories as we get into. He uh, had some good advice story. in there. You, you know, I was yeah.
1: realizing like like his um, his interview actually folded into our theme really well. Like that was good advice. Like walk uh, towards lights. You know. Yes. Um, Stay in chains. You know, those are that's good drunk walking advice too. That that's globally uh, they good don't, advice.
2: And there's not enough education on it. There's plenty of education yes. about the dangers of drunk driving. We mentioned up top, but they don't mm-hmm. tell you about drunk walking and how they dangerous don't. And it is.
1: Because of that, like, and this started to get a little bit more press when the first, no, I think it was the second Freakonomics book came out. Okay, there was a chapter on the dangers of drunk. Walking. Mm-hmm. And it was so under discussed prior to that that, um, like the freaking out, it, it was actually a hilarious encapsulation of yeah. how Americans don't understand math because it got warped into the Freakonomics guys say it's okay to drive drunk. Like that's what they're saying. Because <laughs> they did say statistically it's more dangerous to walk drunk. But what they yeah, meant is yeah. you are more likely to hurt yourself walking drunk than driving drunk. They right. did not try to say <laughs> that it's cool to drive drunk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I love and, uh, that. It, the Freakonomics guy says it's good. He's great. His name is yeah. Stephen Levin. I'm reading it. Now. That's uh, correct. He, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him.
1: yeah and here's an article where he's, tr- and he's trying to do that and he keeps saying I'm not saying I'm not saying drunk driving is safe you know I'm just saying right. drunk walking so he goes um, maybe the craziest thing I've been thinking about lately is the danger of drunk walking drunk walking <laughs> turns out to be far more dangerous than drunk driving if you go if you've got to go three miles I would definitely recommend getting into a car <laughs> rather than walk okay well so here he is actually, yeah, saying, he actually is saying it that and is great right. <laughs> And he's right.
2: And he's right. <laughs> I mean it has to be I You got a bumper on. in front of you. You yeah. got airbags. Now, I'd make them on a country road, maybe, with less traffic, but still. <laughs> That's hilarious. For yourself, maybe not for others.
1: Yeah, exactly. A simple calculation, <laughs> he goes on to say, about the number of miles people walk drunk compared to the number people drive is not that many. What's interesting to me is I really think I'm right. The data is obvious. Mm-hmm. But every time I talk about drunk walking, people just laugh. They can't find a way to take this issue seriously. <laughs> But yeah, he. I think he goes on to say that statistically, I believe his stat is it's eight times more dangerous to walk drunk than drive drunk, in terms of how likely you are to uh, hurt yourself or somebody yeah. else.
2: I see why you like this freaking Irish guy so much, and I love him too. I love him too. Yeah. Just when he his, his first study was just breaking down how corrupt sumo wrestling was. He's got into that, <laughs> but he he speaks like you. I can say, uh, you know. <laughs> He's a scientist. He's up there on this panel. He goes, what's interesting to me is re- I really think I'm right. <laughs> <he starts> out, <laughs> the daddy is obvious. Like you said, the dad is obvious. But every time I say, people laugh. Yes. But, I, but I actually think I'm right about this. <laughs> He says he knows because um, he was in Australia when this happened. He goes, Australia, people take the issue of drunk driving very seriously because they have like it is. It's like they dude, they have like just like they're used to animals coming out in the street and having to dodge them. And that's what we are when we're drunk humans walking around. Yeah. Like you said, we're like moose or kangaroos just flying or like walking around, well, jumping out of the street.
1: And I love how the Australian government uh, deals with it because uh, we're about to hear about a government that is dealing about it the wrong way, where Spain is going to try and make it illegal to walk drunk. but mm. what like I think what Australia knows, probably because everyone there drinks so hard already
3: yeah. is like
1: and we heard that PSA from the beginning of the show. they're like, listen. We're not going to be able to convince them not to walk drunk. All right. I mean, we've all, we, all we've right. all hung out with them. <laughs> Let's just appeal to the drivers to keep an a, like a vigilant eye out for them yeah. and maybe they can break in time. But there's no way we're going to stop them from walking.
2: <laughs> I love him try I love that his, his speaking of, of trying to get the drunk walking campaign, you know, formed into the drunk driving campaign and them just saying, "Come on. You know how long it took us?" To, teach, to convince <laughs> these people, it was not good to drink and drive, to teach them to leave their cars at the bar. You know how well, it we're
1: nowhere death. near there culturally. Right. Like, do you know how many times when I first moved to Chicago, do you know how many times I heard somebody use the phrase when we would be talking about bars? And if it was a bar close to your house, somebody would go, Dude, I am crawling distance to that bar. <laughs> like we just think it's culturally safe to get right. blackout drunk and yeah. roll home. Like I as long as you're stumble, not behind
2: a car. I could <laughs> stumble home. Yeah. blind and i will do it blind.
1: <laughs> doesn't matter what i do i tear out bushes i piss everywhere <laughs> but i am not behind a wheel so so unimpeachable behavior everyone <laughs> oh man it's hilarious
2: because it's, it's behavior change you can't go with behavior change you have to go with technology that's the only way to do it and i like the person going to go, well it's tricky he goes, the only person hurt by drunk walking is yourself. So, usually, as an economist, when someone wants to risk their own life, we usually let them. <laughs> you know,
1: you're going to have to go from at the angle about body shop repairs. Well, now you've ruined this guy's car. So, it's not really a victimless crime. Right. There's a. At one point, I saw, uh, like, I don't think it was actually made by Tesla. I think it was like some sort of Tesla fanboy who made the video. But there was like. Yeah. Uh, they put together videos of um, you know cuz tesla has like cameras all around it and it has like these anti crash technologies but it yes. was just uh, it was uh, edited together videos of a cra- of tesla's quickly stopping as a drunk rocks right in front of the car no <laughs> and it is like maybe <laughs> yeah. technology will save it you know and every drunk it's amazing like this car comes to like like a complete stop and the yeah. drunk just gives him this look like well, where the hell did you come from? <laughs> like they have no idea that their life has just been saved.
2: I like that being as an experiment too, getting drunk. So all right, now send out the drunk. Like let him out of the cage. <laughs> she he just comes the out too far. What? Where am I going? Whoa! What the hell is this? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, maybe they tested at certain. It's like if you want to test Phil uh, Hills, you go to San Francisco. If you want to test drunk, you go to New Orleans. Yeah. You know, like right. They have different cities for different A.I. testing.
2: That's amazing. <laughs>
1: Um, now, some cities are getting frustrated with this, even whole countries. Uh, this okay. is Spain, CJ, All wants right. to make the whole endeavor illegal. Spain, this is an article from The Guardian, Spain wants to ban drunk walking. What's next for pedestrians?
2: Oh, Jesus, they're going to ban drunk walk? That That is kind of crazy. <laughs>
1: The Spanish proposal to crack down on dangerous walking by reclassifying pedestrians as users of the road is the <laughs> latest salvo in an old tour for between cars and the people they hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love I love how this reporter clearly is siding with drunk pedestrians. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, oh, but I guess one of their issues is tourists who maybe I, – I think – I don't know what side of the road Spain – maybe they're coming from countries that drive on a different side of the road of Spain. But mm-hmm. it says that there's a lot of tourists uh, that are walking out onto the road drunk and ending up in accidents. And what they want to do, they realize they cannot actually make drunk walking apparently illegal. But if you are in an accident, they then want to breathalyze you and you would face a higher charge or fine if you're mm. drunk. Ah,
2: I see. I was going to say what what did they set a level? Like you know, point eight to drive, point two to use your legs. You can't be on the, you can't be on those legs, <laughs> walking around. Officer, look at me. I can walk a. <laughs> no, I can't walk a straight line, but I can drive a straight line. Get me behind that. Or, right, or, get behind, get maybe behind we can do wall. this.
1: Maybe if the driver's drunk, you just call it a truce. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to do a mutual no, no charges pressed here. All right. <laughs> this is, um... Uh, Yeah, they don't know what the level would be or if it would even be legal, but apparently Mm -hmm. there are some people that are pissed off about it and uh, they want to make it illegal. Um, I mean, you do see a lot of people get, it is also funny, like get saved at the last second, like I saw with you in Ireland. I I mean, back when I would go through Wrigleyville, I used to live in Wrigleyville, Mm -hmm. you know, they finally, the Chicago police finally just shut down Clark Avenue after Cubs games uh, right. All know, the way to last call. Like, like I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the baseball game ended eleven hours ago. The street is still shut down. I know
2: they they because like, otherwise
1: yeah. people are just getting run over.
2: I mean, act, right. like, yeah, mid June game is like playoff game seven. Like, close all the streets down. We can't. <laughs> well, do but I think they have to do it for public safety. I mean, they're absolutely. Like, people no, I, people I fucking walk
1: into the Clark Avenue like it's Sherlock Holmes Baker Street here. <laughs> Like it's just horse drawn carriages. (laughs) These fucking like huge, um, because it's this dangerous mixture of party buses and just drunks, you know? (laughs)
2: <laughs> Badly, yeah, falling in and out. Um, I, I do like this. I do like this angle, though. They say Spain's got a long history of of victim blaming the people you who get hit by the cars instead of the drivers. <laughs> they said that they're really trying to make Jay Walker's capital offense. Like, that's like just sign up with like, well, what's he doing there? Kind of a technique. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny too because it doesn't fit the vibe of Spain. You right. know, like it's it, it's real. Uh, like a windy roads that aren't yes. built for efficiency or anything. You know what it is? is—is They probably just have super angry drivers because of how bad <sighs> right. the grid is there. Yeah,
2: it's, just that, it's that blood. No. It's oh. that Spanish blood that pumps yeah. in them. So they want to yell, so they got to justify them.
1: <laughs> and now I got this fucking guy slowing me down here. <laughs> now, um,
2: you have a lot of experience with drunk walking, Sean.
1: I do. Would huge say,
2: fan of it. Would you say are huge fan? Would you say country roads are more dangerous because of that, or yes. city roads? Yeah, country roads. Country roads so. definitely
1: more dangerous. Country roads are definitely more dangerous um, at Even many levels. They, the, yeah, there's no curb. The cars aren't looking out for you. Um, I also, you know, it's not well lit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, I think one of the most underrated dangers of drunk walking is the desire. The belief that you have found shortcuts, which is more common on a country road, at least yes. in a city. You're like, wait, what am I? What am I doing? Right. Here? There's yeah, no right. way <laughs> there's a shortcut. You know? yeah. But in the country, you think like, well, hold on. I think I can walk around that pond pretty easily. You know, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, you're falling through a frozen lake or something like that, you know, <laughs> which did happen to a buddy of mine. You um, fell
2: through a frozen lake?
1: He was fine. It was a pond, so luckily he could stand. But yeah, it really ruins the rest of your night when you <laughs> fall through a, a frozen
2: pond. It'll startle you for sure. My Did buddy you? and
1: I actually, I don't know if I've ever, I'm sure I've told you this story at one point. I know I've never told it on the podcast, but we were leaving a bar once in Cleveland, Ohio, in the flats. Mm. And there's like, uh, it. Cleveland is not, it doesn't have a lot of hills, but as, um by the flats, it's by like the Cuyahoga River, so it's like this river delta, so it's like this big slope going down to the river. Okay. And uh, we were leaving a bar at the top of the slope and going to a bar right behind this other bar. Like, it's like two feet away, yep. but it's straight down. And all my friends are like, come on, well, let's go. Yeah, we're going to this one. I'm like, well, what are you guys doing? Like, Well, you, you, we gotta walk down to the end of the block, <sighs> and then we walk down the stairwell you know, and then we turn around, I'm like, what? I'm
2: not gonna waste my time doing yeah, that. Can, you I, know, I, I, I can I feel your disgust <laughs> of that plan already going back to what no way am I going all the way around there. We all we gotta do is vault this wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm hanging out. I we end up becoming dear, dear friends and we are steer, still dear, dear friends. But my yeah. buddy Steve Lynn is hanging who is a coworker of mine. We were both security guards at Comp USA. I'm like, Well, Steve's with me, right? Steve, he's like, <laughs> I, I <it's> like <laughs> Steve agrees. <laughs> so we start like the descent down this, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty steep. Yeah. Like I, I was like, you know, <laughs> I'll just dangle and then drop. You know, no big deal. Yeah. But it and there's like a like a cement wall. It's probably. I don't know. Like I could look it up if it's still there. I could look it up in the- It had to be at least fifteen feet. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm like this is this is bigger than I thought. And then I'm like it's got like these vines growing on me. I'm like, you think these vines could support me? He's oh, like, you know, I think we should just meet your friends.
2: Right. And I'm like,
1: no, that's a no go. All right. You know, we're like we're yeah. we're doing this.
2: We're too so far I'm deep into this.
1: I'm like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. It's too far to dangle. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you. And then I'm going to lower you. So then with my torso added to your height, you're only going to fall like three feet. And then you're going to catch me. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like a prison escape. <laughs> you're tell it a wall.
1: Really <laughs> no, bear in mind, both sides of this hill are deeply populated, which is party goers. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're being watched. <laughs> yeah, so on both sides, and people oh, are like man. yelling for us, like rooting that, for us. Well, you know, sure. Yeah. Now I will say, no one offered to help, so there's a real like Kissy Genevieve's oh. effect going on here. You know.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, I I go to lower um. And it is like a prison break thing where you see that in movies. You're like, easy peasy. And, right. um, then I'm like, well, I actually am not strong enough to hold another man with just my <laughs> upper body. <laughs> Immediately drop him. <laughs> he falls. <laughs> He's like kind of struggling. I'm like, all right, you think you're ready to catch me? He's like,
2: I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a no-go.
1: <laughs> so I just use the vines- They snap. I fall.
2: You try to repel with the vines or something? With the vines. They they, they don't.
1: He was right. They come right out of the roots. I go straight down. (laughs) I go straight down and then like 50 feet of vines fall on me. Um, (laughs) We go into this bar. We've been doing. Like we had totally lost track. We go in there and they're like last call. And we're like, what the fuck? We see our friends yeah. at the bar. Look, like, we thought this was a late night bar. They're like, you've been out there for 45 minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You> did <laughs> like not We're, save we're time. cut up. Like, our glasses <laughs> right. are
1: broken. We look terrible. <laughs>
2: But you heard, but that drink tasted great, though, right? You, that you final
1: heard. beer tasted really, really right. good. Absolutely. And we became lifelong friends. Right. We probably would you have never hung over. out again if we didn't have that bonding experience. That's
2: why I always say all good walks need a little adventure, and alcohol just <laughs> provides that immediately with shortcuts <laughs> and angles and bad reasoning. <laughs> when roads turn into dirt roads... I don't even have that now, but like, just every time I leave Dodger Stadium, it, 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 there's no signs of how to go. You're walking, like there's ten thousand people with you walking, and next thing you know, they're all gone. And
1: yeah, that would happen in, in um Cleveland too, because Cleveland's is in the middle of downtown by like the old yeah. uh, like uh, where the steel mills used to yes, be, but they're yeah, all yeah. gone now. So like you, you like there's like. S- 70 roads that lead away from it and you're you're like okay i'm i'm with everyone i'm right. with everyone I'm, I'm like what you know everyone, like now
2: you know, you're just by yourself you're on dirt it's cars like where the mob by. hits
1: people like this is yeah. where the mob kills people right now <laughs> like that's what it looks like <laughs> like it looks like like a black and white noir movie or something right. like
2: that. <laughs> and, it, and it happens quickly you know cars going by they're like kind of rooting for you but uh <laughs> They're also like, oh, they can do anything they want to be right now. There we'd no one to stop this. <laughs> you um, should always get caught up doing like uh on your walk homes but um we should we should talk about it. Well, you have a famous one that you used to play on stage. I always love when you were caught in a tree.
1: Oh yeah, that's a quick that's a, a quick story but a funny story. That's a funny one because some of like the, the background details, so like I this is one where I thought I found a shortcut in downtown Chicago, or the north side. So I had left a show on Lincoln Avenue, and I had gotten, it was like one of those things where I was walking with a bunch of people, and I took a wrong turn, and what I didn't realize at the time is um like DePaul has this section i don't know if you've ever walked by it like by like lincoln and fullerton mm-hmm. where they like there's these old brick alleys and almost like yeah. gas lamps and stuff and it looks like you're in the 19th century mm-hmm. and um i'm talking to jess i'm like this is gorgeous i i gotta take you here for a date night sometime she's like sean you're in an alley you're talking <laughs> like, on the I, phone I'm right. talking to her on the phone because we were, were doing a long distance yourself, relationship drunk, at talking. the time. Okay, okay.
2: okay. We I were doing a long it distance relationship. Really I gotta take it. It's beautiful
1: <laughs> college like, It's a great long distance. I th- honestly think she actually quit doing a long distance relationship with me and moved back to Chicago because she was tired of the phone calls late at night. She's <laughs> like, "I need to go to bed." I'm like, "No, you want to hear about this? Trust me." So then, but then I like I realize I'm stuck inside like this quad or something and I can't get out. Uh huh. And um, I try to like, they have like these iron rod fences at the Paul, and I try and climb it and jump over it, but like my shirt gets caught on it, and I'm okay. like stuck on this fence. And I'm talking to Jess, and she's like, Well, where are you now? Like, she would like hang up on me, but then she would get worried about me and call me back. She's like, Are you home now? And I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, and but I would always answer like, Yellow. She's like, Are you home now? <laughs> no, I'm on a fence. <laughs> I'm stuck Currently, here right now.
2: Currently, no. Currently, no. Very <laughs> soon, though. No. Right now, I am <laughs> caught in between a fence and. <laughs> So you're but you're, we, vert, you're up high on a fence.
1: Yeah, I'm almost like a scarecrow, like hanging off this fence, kind of. <laughs> right. Uh, and Jess and I are talking, and she's talking about moving back to Chicago, and she wants to buy a place, and like she says something about like her, like the price range we want to look at, and I say something mm-hmm. condescending, like I'm like, I, you don't understand anything about this market, like you don't. <laughs> that's completely unrealistic.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to listen to somebody who's stuck on a fence condescending me right now.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair point on the part.
1: (laughs) I get off the fence. We'll try and find this voicemail. I'm pretty sure I have this voicemail Um, because I used to play it on stage. I get off the fence and now, but I'm still stuck in the quad. Like I haven't, like I was, the way I was stuck on the fence, I couldn't jump forward onto Fullerton Avenue. I had to jump back to the quad. And I call Jess back. And I'm like totally confused. Well, we'll play the voicemail here, but I basically get stuck there with the sprinklers coming on.
2: Yes, <laughs> we'll save that for the Patreon. Yeah, can, save it. people yeah. join the Patreon, which will be coming. Soon. Oh yeah, we'll we save it the, for that.
1: So that we'll save it the, the for that. Voice. But yeah, right. I basically I'm like, hey, I think we I think we got disconnected. Jess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she
2: lets it go to Don't voicemail. Don't worry about me. You let it go. All right, I'm all fine. Yeah, I'm like, I'll oh, be home soon. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, you, you hear the spring. I've heard his voice was great. It's, yeah. Oh, I'm getting hit in the <laughs> yeah. face with the sprinklers. <laughs> that's one way oh, that's to combat a uh, drunk walking, though, is to be suspended in the air. You know, Suspended suspend, that's suspend a good these point. drunks. You know. Y'all yeah,
1: and you know riders? what? That 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 is a testament to good old fashioned city design, which Chicago does well. <laughs> like that was I was on a 19th century road there. They built no. obstacles so I couldn't hurt myself, and hats Love off it. to DePaul and the city planners uh, that designed that.
2: There you go, and that's why that's what makes Chicago still the number one drinking friendly city in the world. <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> Right, that's going to do it for today's Blackout Diaries. Uh, Sean, besides the Friday show at the Lincoln Lodge, the live Blackout Diaries, 10 o'clock every Friday. What else you got going on?
1: Uh, you can get my book, Places I Can't Return To, uh, at SeanBearFlannery.com. I'm um, starting to do some road shows for that. I got Cincinnati yes. coming up, Cleveland, um, Grand Rapids, a couple other places. Um, book tour. So, yeah, book tour. Find that all at SeanBearFlannery.com.
2: Are these shows at uh, bookstores? I know, I know the ones that are friends. Some Robbie of them Minnelli are
1: bookstores. Some of them are. They're all at weird places. One is at an MMA venue. Okay. Um, I
3: like that. One
1: is the uh, one is at a jazz bar. Like, none. They're not at comedy clubs at all. Right. I don't believe in working sure. with uh, comedy yeah. clubs. Mm-hmm.
3: I
0: like um, that.
1: Le- least funny place on earth is a comedy Half
2: club. For sure, comedy is <laughs> the least funny business there is. <laughs> <laughs> but, I
1: would do bookstores, but they're tough to work with when you. Yeah. Whenever Folks. you ask, what's your liquor license look like, they kind of quit <laughs> replying to emails.
2: <laughs> I, I'm not sure of that, but I can't afford you the number of an MMA of arena <laughs> that, <looks sick. laughs> that might be suitable for your friends, yeah. for your crowd. <laughs> Uh, well, that's amazing. Well, make sure you How check you? that out. Me, you can check out my other podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs, uh, or The Man in the Box, anywhere pods are told. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, CJ Sullivan was taken. I'll be on the road. Uh, let's see, I'm in Edmonton. But probably, probably, that's probably past when this happens. Um, other than that, that's about it. Let's uh, get this going. Make sure not only is a Patreon coming for the Blackout Diaries, but you give us some five-star reviews. Yep. And uh, tell 50,000 of your friends.
3: Later.